Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. introduction i feel like if i would have heard that i'm like oh shoot i clicked on the wrong thing (laughs) (laughs) no it's so good okay for everybody listening i hope y'all have watched shrek um and had somewhat of a childhood but taylor and Haley both have not seen shrek 2 when that song is in there (laughs) i was appalled okay quite clearly appalled quite honestly i haven't even seen shrek 1 so I know what we're doing next time we have a movie. <laughs> Don't make me watch that movie again. Dude, it's so I'm good. just kidding. Dude, as a child, I was like morally opposed to Shrek, and I don't know why, but I was. That's like literally what I grew up on, so I think that explains a lot about us. <laughs> Probably. I was like an exclusive Barbie Dreamhouse type of girl. I like my Barbie movies, but clearly I get my sense of humor from Shrek. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, why do we play that? We'll get to that in a second. Just kidding. We're going to talk about change and transition and all of the fun that that period of our lives is. Because let's be honest, we're constantly in transition and change, but we're never really good at it. So we'll talk to you about our own personal relationship and maybe a few practicals to help you as you encounter your own tra- change and transition. But before we do that, let's share our roses and thorns for the week. Okay, you want to take it away? Yes, ma'am. So I think my rose this week is that when I went home this week, I was, you know, home with my family and Lawson, my little brother, was taking a bath and the bath was not the high, but he was singing in the bathtub worship music in just his sweet little, like, little kid voice. And honestly, it brought light to my heart it was just very sweet and it just makes me excited for him I don't know just the fact that he's four and knows these songs I just think is really cool and it was really cute precious all right but it was so precious I that kid never fails to melt my heart he's genuinely the best person I know I think sorry to you too he's just like one inch above I know my place in this world (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness no kidding love y'all for different reasons love him because he's a baby love you because you're wonderful okay moving on to the thorn honestly this week has been low-key very stressful in the life of taylor i just have yeah had a lot of change so this conversation is very timely but one specific thorn of my week really does not have to do with the change I've been encountering just something that really set me off one day so I wake up it's early in the morning I'm kind of running a little late rushing out to my car and what do I notice 
I've been robbed. Someone broke into my car overnight. Haley's mouth is open because I haven't told her this yet. Um, but literally I get into my car and I just sit there for a good second because I'm like, I am confused as to what happened because it didn't all register in my mind why everything had been pulled out of my like glove box and the center council and all that. I was like, what, like, why is this all here? But then I was, it just like all of a sudden clicked and I was like, someone broke in here. And I was just like shook up about that because it, I was very violated feeling, but it was all right. Honestly, I don't know. My guardian angel must've been out there protecting that car or whatever. Cause nah, I don't know. Nothing was taken. I guess I don't really have anything of value quite honestly that I would keep in my car. Um, luckily I brought my purse and that would have been the only thing really, but yeah, it was just so crazy. Cause I swore I'd lock my doors. I, yeah, it was just so weird, but that was a low because it just kind of threw off. It kind of like set me up for a stressful week, honestly. So that was like the start of it. And then it just got progressively more. But yeah, that was kind of a crazy moment in it. Wow. You, your car and yourself has some very <laughs> interesting stories. It's just ridiculous at this point because it's just like, I'm not asking for this. How is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, pal. It's I okay. For you can that be my thorn too <laughs> no it can't be please don't let that happen to you no taylor my thorn is your thorn oh no no honey you've got your own things please share i actually want to hear what your rose and thorn are probably well i don't feel like my thorn isn't that bad um i would say my yeah just kind of probably overall things are ending over here on this side of the world and so um it's just a lot of goodbyes and closing things, which is, yeah, a fitting for this conversation because we're literally all in the midst of a lot of change right now. And just like actually saying goodbye, like we've done this for the past three years where we've said like, goodbye, I'll see you next fall, but not to the point where it's like, actually, I'm just never going to do this again kind of thing. And so it's been, yeah, like good to have that and see all the goodness that has come from it, but it doesn't make it any less hard. And so that's probably just my thorn is all the different things that are ending. Um, but my rose is that my Bible study girls, I'm just going to give them a shout out because they're literally the sweetest humans on this planet. Um, actually just, yeah, feel very grateful. We were able to have a little bluff picnic the other night and then we were able to have one last bible study and at our bible study they literally got me a box of all yellow things they even like got construction paper for the box <laughs> that made it yellow and i'm like honestly just filled me up it said a box full of sunshine for our human sunshine and i literally just like i feel like the lord loves me through the color yellow sometimes I swear because not gonna lie I've gotten many boxes of yellow of not like many but this is probably like my third or fourth person who has given me like a box of yellow things so I'm deeming it the love language from the Lord um but it was just yeah it filled me up and it was just a really good high and I yeah really love them and we'll think about them every single time I use all of those yellow things so that was my rose for the week you can never throw out that box. I'm never going to throw it away. <laughs> the card went out. The hoarding begins. <laughs> it started a long time ago. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh, Haley, what about you? Uh, let's see. My thorn, well, my thorn isn't going camping. I went camping on Friday night. It was a ton of fun, just a little cold. But when we woke up the next morning, 
a raccoon stole our bread, <laughs> ate a hole in our munchies. And so we were eating lunch the next morning, like eating out of like this bag of munchies with like a hole from a raccoon. It doesn't <laughs> and it really, really grosses me out. But I didn't get sick and we just had to get new bread. So it's not an actual form. It was kind of funny. But I guess the next night, I had to leave early. Uh, but it ate their trash because we put the food away. <laughs> and so, yeah, we named it Kenter. And then my rose of this week was last night. I got to go to a trampoline park and eat Buffalo Wild Wings. And those are two of my all-time favorite things. And I learned how to do a flip. It was pretty cool out there. I was so- yeah, that was me. Dude, that's when I realized my natural place in this world is below Haley Hellenbrand because the Lord did not make me to do flips and therefore I assumed my natural position below her. And now I know my place even more because it is first Lawson, then Haley, then me. <laughs> okay, sorry. He's not actually above you. He's just above you in certain areas, but not all of them. It was Taylor, Lawson, <laughs> Allie, Haley. No, Haley. You can do a flip. <laughs> You're above it all, honey. <laughs> you speak. I was trying to say speak. I speak you Spanish. Speak Spanish. And teach it. I, mean, a I can also teach too, I guess. Maybe. Wow. All our is Haley can do flips. Allie can speak Spanish. <laughs> you forgot yourself. <laughs> Haley, though, I've never been to a trip. Myself, I am good at baking cookies <laughs> we've all got talents but I was gonna say I've never been to a trampoline park it was a blast I think you'd actually have a lot of fun at it too I do too I loved trampolines when I was younger and I actually could do a flip back then so maybe it'd come back to me I feel like you could if you could do a handstand you can do everything <laughs> I can do a handstand people I can even do a headstand dude I have to give you this image so you know like those like <laughs> okay so you know those like punching like those really like thick punching bags you know they're like cylinder in shape okay so there was one of those at this place and it was just like hanging and it could like kind of slide across like you know those things on the playground that you could like hold on to and then like slide down to the other side I love those things I don't know if you've ever had that but like one was- of those blind things are you saying yeah yeah okay so there was like something like that at this trampoline park and over a, like a pit of foam and there was this big bag and you had to like jump on it and then like hold on to it until you got across the side and of course I like mustered up the courage to do this and then I jumped and slid right down into the pit and didn't make a dent in it I felt like such a like one of those I don't know kids on the playground that can't do something and then Haley goes and gets it on the first try <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what that made me think of? This is so off topic, but it was so funny in my day. I had kids who were doing flips on the pull-up bars and this one little girl came up to me, she's like, can you help me do a flip? And I was like, sure, let's like get up. And then she gets up and she goes, oh no, I think I'm too chubby for this. And just gets down and walks away. And I felt so bad. I was like, no, you can do it. She's like, I don't really want to. And she wasn't like sad about it. She just was calling it how it was I guess that's what I'm saying we just assume our natural place in this world oh man I feel that girl on a personal level (laughs) it was sad because earlier in like the recess period I was doing flips on it because I don't know I wanted to do it with them and then I was like oh no I probably humiliated this girl on accident 
quite honestly, I hate change with a roaring passion, I would say. I It's so funny because I always know that change is going to probably lead to something better. Actually, it almost always does. Um, but I still get so just worked up about it all the time. So I can remember when I was coming to college, I couldn't eat for like the first week of college because I was so nervous about the change. Or even when I was 16 and taking my driver's license test, I literally sat in a car in a chair that morning and cried because just because of like the change and I don't know why but it's very hard for me but also the Lord's been walking with me so gently this past year in regards to change and has just been really revealing to me that transformation or change actually can sometimes that things get better and not worse and they can't reach that like full potential without it so I'm trying to change my mindset on change right now trying to change the change mindset and that's funny um but yeah it's a it's a hard one for me honestly because so often I feel like that verse just hits us hard like the Lord is trying to do something new because he can see something better but in the moment like so often when he says like do you not perceive it I'm like no I actually don't I don't understand why this is happening (laughs) I'm going to be a belligerent little child that like sits on the floor and pouts about this because I don't like it um even if it is something good sometimes it's really hard to just get through that initial like process of something ending something and something beginning like there's just that time in there that Uh, yeah just it feels like a desert and a wasteland but we can't see the way or the river yet if that makes Mm -hmm. sense I know I feel like with change I usually kind of look forward to it and then a weekend I'm like absolutely not and I try to (laughs) sprint in the other direction like full force and usually that's when it change hits me it's not before it's Mm -hmm. directly after so two weeks now it's going to be pretty rough (laughs) Uh, that's so interesting but I kind of love that a little bit for you because if you can live in the moment at least at first yeah yeah it's good (laughs) (laughs) and I guess the end is worse so you just get thrown into like full-born isolation for a month (laughs) right that actually doesn't sound good it's kind of you know like um when you don't see a brick wall coming and you try to catch a ball and he just runs directly into it. That's like me trying to catch like the ball of change without even knowing I'm going to catch a ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like one of those dodgeballs that got whipped at you in gym class by the boys. So in your guys's past experiences with change, have you done anything that's either worked really well or something that has worked not super well that now you try to avoid doing? I think something that I realized is that I need to process the change in some capacity, you know, Um, but usually I think I probably still do this, but I hope that I'm getting better at it. I realized that I would just like complain about it to any single person that would like ever listen to it, if that makes sense. But it was always in the sense of like, complaining um so it's like gosh I just like don't know why this is happening and then it was probably super annoying to listen to because everybody's like dude I got my change too (laughs) I'm like no but like this is happening to me and they're like yeah I've been through that too you know what I mean um so it's just like I need to process it but it was always coming out in the in a sense of complaining and so I feel like that didn't work super well but if I look a little bit deeper to that need I feel like there is something there of like I needed to process it and I needed to talk to somebody about like what was happening in the midst of it. And so something that I feel like has been working well um, is like finding those people that I can confide in and just talk to, to like help me process it. But in a way where it's like, I don't even need to give you, I don't need you to give me advice right now, but I simply need someone to listen so that they can like 
feel how my heart is handling this because usually after I can talk to somebody about it and like get all the anxiety almost that's like inside me out and like have another person kind of carry it with me a little bit um that works much better because then I'm not the only one in the midst of it and even if they can't do anything I've been able to like get it out in a productive manner um that's a little more healthy so I feel like those are two things that I've come to learn over time not perfect at it but we're trying yeah something that did not work well for me from past experience like full like forward ahead never looking behind just being like it's gonna be okay I just gotta keep going and without like mourning the loss of like what it was mm-hmm. and uh yeah so I learned after doing that I like hit a breaking point <laughs> and that's so hard when you're like by yourself and you haven't mentioned it to anyone and so that's when like I learned okay, like what exactly what Ali said, like reach out to those people to mourn the loss with you or to, um, yeah, just to let go of something that you were holding on to for a long time. And maybe somebody who kind of went through a similar experience that you're also letting go of too. And just to like listen and to carry it together. Yes, I really agree with that. I'm super bad at telling people how I'm feeling really. I just, it's not natural for me. So I think I could probably take that advice and yeah, share things that are on my heart with people. I think that's really hard for me. But one thing that I have found that works well currently and in the past has been journaling. I think that's kind of for the same reasons that you're saying, because you're getting it out of you. Um, So yeah, but in that journaling, I'm really sharing it with the Lord and also just giving it a place to like live outside of my brain. And I think that's helpful too. (laughs) As we were talking, I was thinking of like, I also just resist a lot you know what I mean or I get like so frustrated so I either resist my emotions and I get frustrated with them and I like don't want to feel them in the moment kind of thing um but the reality is is that we we kind of need to you know what I mean like a healthy way to like go through like a change and a transition is to like allow our emotions to be felt and to go through them even if they like feel a little ugly at times um we have a really fun little chart sitting in front of us um, by Bill Bridges. <laughs> Shout out to you, Bill. Shout out, Bill. <laughs> you be listening. <laughs> please DM us if you are yeah, listening. Please do. We'd like to meet you in person if you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that was either really offensive or really silly because I have no idea how old Bill Bridges is. I don't even know what this man looks like, but that's funny, actually. okay so Bill made up this nice little chart um and he talked about endings the transition zone and then new beginnings and he talked about this like when something ends there's usually like this shock or denial factor that happens and I feel like that's where I sit a lot of times is like I resist it and I'm like no maybe if I try hard enough it won't actually happen um and there's just yeah (laughs) Taylor laughs at me, but it's, yeah. Relatable, that's why I laugh. Um, But then you can kind of maybe go into like this, like while you're in the midst of this transition, you might feel these feelings of like anger or like anxiety, which is super real right now, like frustration even, or confusion, or just like this like littleness almost of you have no control over anything. And you're just, you can be a mix of any of those emotions, but this is like usually what's happening as you're like in this phase of transition and like things are like no longer the way they were. And now you're trying to move forward into the next thing, but you're not quite there. And then eventually Bill says that we get to the (laughs) new 
new beginning. Um, and once we're kind of in that for a little while, then we might start to experience like more excitement or engagement with the new thing, or we've like accepted it and we can have some like good positive energy going forth from there. But um, sometimes we can get caught up on certain emotions. And so it's okay, I think, to feel those emotions and not be like frustrated with ourselves because sometimes I feel like I can get like frustrated with my own frustration, if that makes sense. Um, and so to like allow ourselves to feel those feelings as we're going through them and maybe not like stick our heels in the ground and refuse to never move, but to like, to be okay and like patient with ourselves and understanding that those feelings sometimes have to happen in order for us to um, kind of move through that whole process of it. No, I think it's really helpful for me at least to have some labels or some terms to put to what I'm experiencing currently. So that way I myself better understand where my brain's at, but also so I can share it if I want to with others and have the language to do so. Sometimes it's nice to just putting a label to something and then like moving on. Mm -hmm. It makes it less scary because it makes it seem like, oh, this is okay and it's normal and it's correct. I'm not crazy for feeling this way. Yes, I agree with that. And I think it also helps us to like recognize like it's okay to like live in that moment kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, we've talked, we did a podcast a while back on like being where our feet are. And I feel like that's also true when it comes to transition. Like um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe what you were saying, Haley's. Haley's. <laughs> Haley's. Yes, plural. <laughs> the Haley's were saying. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, I got very distracted. Backing up. Okay. Being where your feet are in the moment. So when you're like going through this ending phase, when you're closing and you're saying goodbye, not to like ignore that and like just solely look ahead to the future to try to like avoid those feelings, but like sitting in the ending a little bit and letting those things close or like even when we're in the midst of um like a new beginning sometimes we want to like sometimes it's okay to look back but to like completely like look back and focus on like all of the shock and denial and all of that and not like live in this new beginning um that like prevents us from being where our feet are as well and so i think it goes in everyday life but also in transitions to like remember to be where you are and it's okay mm -hmm. Another thing that our friend Bill did was he identified seven different kinds of loss that comes with change. Yes. And so one of the first ones he talks about, um, we just actually kind of really enjoy all of these because I feel like it puts like a good like name to some of these things that we might be feeling the loss of when we're going through different changes and transitions. So first one he talks about is a loss of turf, um, which is like you losing your actual like physical space. And so for me, um, I've been living in this same apartment for the past three years and I've become just like very, very fond of it. Um, and so to even just like the idea of like being like, wow, I will have to leave and I won't be coming back. And it's <laughs> just like something that I've like literally done for the past three years. And so I know that that's like going to feel like a little bit of a loss for me. And maybe it's funny um, to think about, but like there is something that comes with like losing that like turf almost a little bit of like where you've actually physically been for a while. So that's like a good one to think about. Um, yeah, Taylor, do you wanna yeah. the next one? So the next type of loss is loss of attachment to people. So that's when you lose or have a significant change in friendships or other relationships. And this one is very real, I think, for most people. I think that's one of my biggest fears going into these next changes in 
life is that friendships are going to change. And in my mind, change means disappear or just become non-existent. And that's really hard to think about when you love these people so much. And I've already seen that happen as I've graduated and moved on from college. Things do change. Um, it's a real thing that happens and it can be scary, but it's something yeah, you have to mourn in that way. And the next one is loss of meaning. And so this is the lack of meaning from the results of the change. And so for example, like when I'm graduating college, my meaning or like my life meaning, I guess, has been being a student and taking in as much information as I can to become more well, well educated so I can be the best teacher I can be. But now it's like transitioning into like no longer being a student. So that's kind of going to change the different meaning of what I live my life for. <laughs> <laughs> no which is like super real um there's also a loss of control that comes with certain things and from someone who really likes to control things I realize that one also hits a little different so I've gotten a little bit of taste of that I kind of think about it with like different clubs or like different things that I'm kind of like a leader of almost where like I've been in charge of things in a way and I've had this like responsibility and now I'm having to like either hand it over to someone else or I'm going to have to like just like give it up completely kind of um and so that's like a real feeling is feeling that loss of control almost but even just in a different sense of like maybe not really knowing where life is going to take you after that and you kind of have to surrender that to the Lord too so that one kind of that one wears on me a little bit more and I think that I can definitely identify some different losses of control that I feel in the midst of this change specifically. The next type of loss is the loss of future. So this is when things aren't panning out the way that you originally thought that they might. This is also something that totally I relate to as well. I think I've always had, you know, a plan in my mind of how things are going to go in my life. And quite often they don't go according to the plan. So maybe that's when you're going to enter your vocation, what you're going to do after college, where you're going to go to college, all those types of things change as life takes you along and yeah, that can be difficult and very real. Uh, the next one is loss of identity. So this is asking the question of who am I or what is my purpose when you're moving on to something new? And I've definitely felt this one a lot because I often find my identity and my purpose in my work in the, uh, the things that I do rather than like who I am, like a daughter of God. And so that one is also another one. Mm -hmm. And then the last one Wendy talks about um, is like a loss of structure. And so just like the actual structure and outline of your day might look, of your life in general might look a lot different um, after a result of change. And so all of us like going into different um, maybe like jobs, but also just like vocations in this sense, uh, the sense, the structure of our days is like looks a lot different kind of thing. And even just for all of us teaching, um, we've yeah had a pretty consistent and in a couple weeks that's going to change very drastically for us and so identifying like yeah I'm going to lose that structure um can kind of help us like understand and, and cope with that a little bit so we can put those in our notes as well so you can look at them um it would probably like be a good practical tip for you to maybe like look through those different things and think like okay if I'm going through a change or a transition what kind of losses am I feeling with it because if you can actually like put a name to it or identify it it might like help you like be like okay this is how I'm going to process this change and transition um when you can identify the different areas that you're like losing um in a sense with the change so that's one of our practicals but do we have anything else I think another practical that has been working in my life currently has been looking back 
at how the Lord has already worked in my life. So thinking about the times that he has been faithful. So, because he has been in seasons of change already in my life. And that looking back at those moments can remind me that he's going to be faithful again. You could also look back on times that he was faithful to his people um, in scripture because he led people out of a desert. I mean, he, he did so much in salvation history and in our own life right now that you have so many examples to look back and to lean on. But other than that as well, looking back and asking myself like the question, what am I so afraid of right now? What specific part of the change am I afraid of? And then identifying and pinpointing certain ways that the Lord has prepared me to enter into that thing. So for example, this is very small, this particular fear that I'm about to label, but I'm very afraid of flying solely. And that's not like the biggest fear that I'm facing right now, but that's one of them, one of the smaller ones, but the Lord has prepared me for that and that I've been on a plane. So he's, he sees your future and he's going to prepare you for that in fit time. So that's one thing that I've been doing that is a practical, I would say. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think another practical is, um, like in a similar way of like identifying those fears, um, for me, I have to really surrender that control or just like either that control that I want to have that I don't want to give him or just like, like that fear of the unknown kind of thing. And I realized that if I look at the root of that, there's like a lack of trust on my part that he who has like planned this new thing is going to deliver me through it. But like you said, all throughout scripture and all throughout my life, um, he has never failed on that promise. And so usually that means that I need to surrender something to him. Um, even if that's just like my full trust kind of thing. Um, and so looking at like identifying those things of like, okay, Ali, like, why are, why do you have so much anxiety with this? Or like, why are you struggling with this so much? Um, I need to like surrender that either that desire to control or either that like lack of trust um, when I'm going in the midst of that. So that's something that identifying that and like actually like I have to physically open my hands and say like I surrender this to you kind of thing and so letting go of that is good for me not super easy to have patience with yourself but a good thing to practice Mm -hmm. something that I do too that I've noticed is I often compare my feelings to other people's feelings or like oh this person went through so much worse like why am I feeling really upset right now about something And sometimes just acknowledging that, letting yourself be like, okay, no, this really does suck. And then explain in your head why, and then move on right after that. So just let yourself feel those feelings, label it, and then it just helps you process it so much better. Something we've also kind of talked about is that um, if you can have like a celebration or like an actual closing to something to like signify an end that will like give your brain like a like a visual to connect an ending to, um, that sometimes helps us to just like start in the new beginning. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why we have like a graduation ceremony kind of thing so that we can have that ending to like one thing and the start of another thing, or even like looking at like, like a wedding, that's like an ending to one vocation and a beginning to a new one. That's like something like a physical thing that we can attach our our transitions too. Um, but even if it's smaller, if it's like an end of a semester, maybe you like get together with friends, like my Bible study, we went and like had a picnic kind of thing. That was like our last little hoorah that we were going to do to like signal an end, um, close it out, say our goodbyes and move on to the next thing. Um, and so something like that might be helpful as well so that you can like have a visual or like a physical thing to connect your ending to. And then I think the biggest practical of all is prayer, 
you need to come to the Lord in everything, single thing that you are encountering, whether it's familiar or unfamiliar, bringing it to him is essential if you want to handle it well. I feel like I could ask that how the gardener is working in your garden, but I feel like that is, <laughs> we are in the midst of transition. <laughs> that is where he is working and tilling um, all the soil this week. So, and in the weeks to come. So that's where we're at. Um, but hopefully uh, for all of you listening, you can use something from this. <laughs> um, know that we feel you if you're in the midst of your own change and transition right now. Um, and also rest easy in the Lord's promise that it's going to be good. He promises us that and he always holds true on his promises. Every single time. All right. Shall we end in a prayer? Okay. I can lead us. Uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Good, good Father, we thank you for this conversation and just blessing it. Uh, we thank you for sending the Holy Spirit upon us to give us the words to speak. We ask that you just continue to send the Holy Spirit out with us as we encounter these different changes and transitions in our lives. Um, we ask that you ease any anxiety or worries in our hearts. And just remind us that you are always making something new, Father. That you make a way in the wilderness um, and so in all of the different wildernesses that we find ourselves in, help us to trust in you, the one who is the way. We ask for the eyes to see you and the hearts to trust you. And we ask this all in your most holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out!